0: kind of in a bit of shock. I don't know how to feel. Joy and Chelsea, my voice is gone. I haven't experienced that at Stamford Bridge in a game for a long time, but I think that's a positive. And it's a bit of a mess, this video. I'm not in my studio, but I did want to record something on the night of the game because it's just a huge, huge night for Chelsea. It really is. Um, Not just for Graham Potter, which it absolutely is, not just for this group of players, but I think for what this club has been through, Over the past 12 months, I mean, it it kind of feels quite ironic that we are getting close to the one year mark of the sanctions, which obviously changed the club forever. And I think the mood of the club and, you know, I I think that Chelsea is a club and just as a fan for myself, even if Chelsea haven't you know, been the most downtrodden club ever and have actually experienced a lot of highs that a lot of fans would want to have experienced over the last five, ten years. There hasn't been much joy watching Chelsea. That's what I've kept using in kind of these incredible nights where you feel so happy about the club and moments of excitement where you overcome obstacles. I just really haven't experienced that for whatever reason watching Chelsea over the past year. Tonight I felt that and there was something in the air before the game, given the, the atmosphere before the game at Stamford Bridge today. Just a sense that maybe, just maybe, this could be the night finally Chelsea turn up. Logically, You know there wasn't much evidence this season of this type of performance i think you have to go all the way back in my opinion to october when we beat ac milan for anything coming close to this level of performance you know even though we did beat leeds on the weekend it wasn't exactly an amazing performance and it didn't really give you an indication of what was to come tonight and all of the problems that have, have faced graham potter over the last um four or five months since he's taken charge of chelsea but This competition has been a vehicle. I said it in my preview. This competition has been a vehicle for this club to salvage seasons, to create special memories. And I kept saying that I think that Graham Potter has had to win a big game. I mean, that was obvious. That's an understatement, but he needed to win it. Probably no, there was no better time to do it. And That a connection has been made. Everyone inside Stamford Bridge tonight who experienced that will remember that game for a very long time. Even if Chelsea don't go on and win the Champions League this season, which is still probably going to be a tough feat to do, I think that that hopefully can be a landmark moment and can give people just one thing from this season to go, yeah, that was a really, really special night and it was proof that Graham Potter can inspire these players into a really big display and um yeah i think it was just wonderful big big long intro if you are listening on the podcast apologies that the audio isn't as crisp as maybe before but hopefully my iphone can do a decent enough job if you are watching for the first time uh, to save my voice hit that like button and also subscribe button so you don't miss any of the uploads on the channel the starting 11 um the one big surprise was mark korea but it was not much of a surprise to me the rest of the personnel and also sticking with the 343 um it was a formation that work for him on saturday i just kind of felt that He's going to go for it now, and this is going to be the formation. And given the last two games, I think it's going to be the formation going forward, given the results that he's got. Two clean sheets, two wins. Um, but it was a big risk bringing in Mark Correa. You know, this is a guy who has faced so much scrutiny. I think he's linked to the head coach. He's really struggled to adapt to life with Chelsea in a role that he's faced some very difficult days. I mean, you think back to October against Brighton, his old club, when he played left centre-back, and he was really exposed. And this could have been a, a night where... Potter could have been lambasted for that decision. You know, you've got Trevor Chalobah sat on the bench and he could have been lambasted for his player, his former player, costing Chelsea. But of course, that's not the way it worked out. I think that for, for Borussia Dortmund, it was all about in that first half controlling the game. And I think actually for large periods, to be fair to them, I think between, say, 15, 10 to 15 minutes, you know, around the half an hour mark, I think they were doing probably what they would have wanted to do at Stamford Bridge. But what I liked was a criticism of, of Chelsea in recent weeks has been these kind of good periods of in-games, but then not being able to sustain them. Tonight was the first game in a long time where Chelsea had lulls. Obviously, Borussia Dortmund are a very good team, but then came back from that and were able to respond and find other ways to create opportunities or just at least put, put pressure and gain momentum again, which is what Chelsea had to do in this game tonight. And that's exactly what they did. And also scoring within key moments in games. The fact that both of the goals tonight came... Pretty much, you know, in a 10 minute period before and after half time, I mean, just devastating from a Borussia Dortmund point of view, absolutely galvanising for the home crowd, but also those players. And um, there were moments in the first half, I think I really liked the fact that Chelsea were going a lot more direct, the fact that, you know, Marco Correa, Caledou Koulibaly, when they were pressed, they were not afraid to hit that ball long if they needed to. And that helped Chelsea at times bypass not only Borussia Dortmund's press, but also allow the likes of Kai Havertz to get onto the ball or someone else and try and get a ball behind Borussia Dortmund's defence. Um, and I think all round, that, that's what gave me hope as the half went on. I think that Raheem Sterling just couldn't sort his feet out tonight, but he did in the key moment. And Kai Havertz was, was super unlucky not to score in that first half. An incredible effort, really. And, and the fact that, of course, he scores that goal and then, of course, his offside, it just kind of felt typical, wonderful finish. And given Meyer was in goal and not cobalt, I did think Chelsea needed to put him under pressure. And um, maybe they didn't as much as I wanted to, but you could definitely see a keeper there who isn't used to playing in those kind type of occasions. And I think there was a clear disconnect between him and his defence. Chelsea didn't need to, in the end, to win the game, put him under that much pressure. Um, but I felt all around Chelsea, it, I, I just, you know, just on a base point, because I have to put this out. I, I think that Graham Potter has to rely, and I think a 3 for 3 will do this if we can keep James and Chilwell fit is, I just don't understand if you're a Chelsea head coach, if you're just watching this Chelsea team, you want Reese and Ben running up and down at flank and being key participants in every Chelsea attack. Like They are the ones that are gonna make a difference. I just, the width they create, the runs in behind, the quality of Reese James crossing, the quality of Ben Chilwell's crossing, which is a little bit underrated if you think about the first goal. And of course their defensive quality too, and their mobility and the way they cover ground and the way they work with players in and around them. You know, these are two key players in Chelsea's team. And I think it's easy to forget that when we're talking and criticizing the front players and the midfield and the defence and what should Chelsea be doing in the summer to sign a striker. All of those things still can be true and still be valid. But I do think that just building on those players and getting the ball out wide as much as possible, um, it sounds like an obvious thing. And I'm, I, I know not every game you can do it as easily. But again, like we saw on Saturday, utilising Ben or we did it tonight. And, and you know, it, it led to some big chances on the night, which was wonderful to see. And Raheem Sterling sorted his feet out and smashed the ball in the back of the net. I've not seen the bridge rock like that for a goal in a very, very long time. And that was really, really nice to see. And uh, for, for Sterling, you know, a player that, you know, was brought in, I think, for some of these big occasions. You know, he is an, an experienced player. He's one of the veterans of this team now uh, and, and he's been on a lot of big occasions for Manchester City, for England and now for Chelsea. And for him to score that goal, it was such such a key moment for him in his career and I think for for this season and the struggles that he's had to prove that he can still contribute big goals for this Chelsea team and as well for what it meant going into half-time. I think the Dortmund were hoping they could get to half-time 0-0 and still have that kind of Licensed to to maybe go out and try and get another goal to sit back, they had to come out a little bit more. The second half, Chelsea did not relent, and this again has to go to credit to Graham Potter. You know the fact that Chelsea players did not come out and slack. They went for Dortmund a little bit more, and we get the handball. I have to say, as I'm recording this because it's quite late, I have not seen a replay of it, so I cannot comment unfortunately whether it was controversial. The D- Dortmund players obviously felt very unhappy about it. Kai Havertz designated penalty taker. We knew this before before the game, Graham Porter confirmed it in yesterday's press conference. I said, that's a logical decision and he takes it and he misses it. And it just felt, oh, here we go, Chelsea, you know, we've, we've had our best moment and for Kai Havertz to not get that goal. But then of course it gets um, taken again. Kai Havertz is very brave and I think psychologically strong to hit that ball into the same corner and score the goal. It's another, another ma- massive goal in Kai Havertz's Chelsea career. I mean, he is just a bizarre player. I, I just don't know what to say because you know, you can watch him for large periods of the season and be highly unconvinced with what he's offering and and not see, you know, is he ever going to make it at Chelsea? But then he's had these moments in his Chelsea career so far where just he will pop up with a big goal and a big performance. It wasn't just the fact that he scored a, a key, key penalty in a pressurised moment that he needed to score. His overall performance was wonderful. It really was. It was the way he linked up with play. It was the way he was running into his favoured right channel. It was the way just so often during that night whether it was you know alleviating the pressure from his defense particularly in the second half but just making runs and controlling that ball and you know there was a bit of flow to Kai Havertz game tonight it felt like he was in control of that game on so many occasions and and that very much was exuding a player with a lot of confidence and you can talk about the formation you can talk about his positioning um, but I think for Kai Havertz as with a lot of players they deserve so much credit to step up and I think that Kai Havertz you know it's, it's my one thing can he you know can he grow on this can he you know, do this a little bit more. But just for tonight, brilliant performance. Kai Havertz, very special player for Chelsea on this night, uh, and we needed him and obviously he scored the, the clincher. Um again, I mean I know there will probably be some after-off again of why Mikhail Mudric did not come out come on. Christian Pulisic just back from injury came on. It was very much just see it out job and it was the classic Chelsea Performance I've seen for so long of just trying to hold out. But defensively, Chelsea were good. They you know, there was a few times where Keppel was called into action, the Royce free kick in the first half. Um, there was a there was a few other moments, I think, a Wolf shot in the second half. But Bellingham, I think had the best Dortmund chance on the night, and some for some reason hit it wide. But other than that, Chelsea were very resolute. I think in their shape, they they looked very comfortable in that shape, very you know used to playing in that shape as, as we've seen under Thomas Tuchel that back five, um, and the spaces were good, you know, in terms of of defending that and and very much forced Dortmund into kind of, you know kind of quite basic possession. I mean, I think there was a lot of times where Dortmund just seemed to run out of ideas, sort of playing window, you know, cleaning football and and you know that very much help Chelsea I was a little bit concerned with some of the subs that Graham Potter made it was a little bit like we're just going to throw on all the defensive players and I said this on Saturday a little bit lopsided but you get the result you get the result and and happy happy days um and, and you know it just it was magical seeing those those Um, celebrations at full-time inside Stamford Bridge, seeing how much it meant to Graham Potter, to the players, to some of these these young players, the likes of Enzo Fernandes, the likes of Wesley Fafana, you know, players who have have only just recently arrived at Chelsea and for them to be involved in this night is massive for them, but also some of those other players who have been around a little bit longer. You could look across that whole team and I can't remember the last Chelsea game I looked across and I could say eight out of ten for most of those players and that in itself you know, it, it shows what this team can achieve potentially. I think for Graham Potter now, it's he's got something to cling on to in April when we get to that quarter-final, whoever it is against, because it could be against, you know, a very, very difficult opposition, but that's going to create, you know, a lot of intrigue and, and keep the season going to at least April, which is good. Um, but, you know, can he build on this a little bit more? Can he, you know, is psychologically that a big night for him to feel like this is the night Graham Potter became Chelsea head coach? And that sounds like a very nice catch you know, a headline, a catchphrase, but I, I did think that that could be tonight, and it was for Graham Potter, and I just hope that connection has been made a little bit more with supporters. There's proof now that he can he can uh, create a Chelsea team to create a, a big performance, and that's what has happened tonight. So yeah, my voice is, is nearly gone. As I say, apologies, that isn't my usual usual setup, but I needed to, to give you my thoughts tonight because it was such a big, big night for Chelsea and just a wonderful experience to be there. I was very lucky as well. Um, Some people we uh, were very kind to come up and say they support the channel and, and watch the channel and um, one, one guy in particular who'd come all the way from Washington uh, to watch the game tonight I hope he doesn't think this is always the way it is with Chelsea but uh, nice to meet you as well and, and it's wonderful to you know meet people who, who follow the channel and especially on nights like tonight you know it just it means a lot you know to, to speak to fellow Chelsea supporters so just wanted to mention that as well like subscribe follow me on Twitter I'm going to get some sleep and I will see you again very soon all the best.